Welcome to the Second Cut Podcast, where we talk about the world of golf and many other things. In this segment, podcast host Timothy Neiman is joined by Panorama publisher Tom Cones and rookie golfer, me, Lucas Demersion. We talk about playing pitch and putt in executive golf courses, and of course, Tiger's Crash on Hawthorne Boulevard. <laughs> you know, I played over the weekend uh, Brea Creek Golf Course. Brea, uh, this is something other than Los Angeles Country Club? Yeah, <laughs> I've actually been around recently. So Brea Creek Golf Course, it's a nine-hole part 29. Really? And it's got this big creek in the middle, but it's mostly rocks and concrete. Where is but, this? Brea, I guess, right? Yeah, it's in Brea. How long a drive is that? It was like... 50 minutes okay it was i i played in a tournament there so how'd you do uh i finished 10th so 10th out of how many 24 that's all right yeah it, but okay the reason i said is because you'll hear my score and you'll be like oh my god that's terrible so i shot 11 over on nine holes but but the winner shot eight over i could have i should have oh, wow. done better that's pretty tight pretty tight then it's it was just a hard course because you're hitting over the creek like three or four holes you're hitting over the creek and then basically all but two or three holes you're the you're going with the creek so these these are all par these are par fours and fives or was this a par threes and there seven par threes and two par fours okay so it's sometimes just, I just called it an executive course executive course yeah. <laughs> For us, for us executives, yeah, <laughs> don't want to work hard at it. <laughs> and then yesterday, I played at. Uh, I mean, if you want to consider it a golf course, Sea Air. Oh, co- why does everyone bring up Sea Air? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the legendary Sea Air golf course in South Torrance. But it was really fun. I had a good time playing it. But so, how many clubs you use at Sea Air? You. Uh, I only needed my putter and my sand wedge. I accidentally I brought my uh, gap wedge as well, but I did not need it. Ooh, you got a 16-degree gap wedge? No, well, no, it's actually 51 degrees, but uh, and my sand wedge is 56 degrees. Uh, okay, all right. I, I get so confused nowadays because they have, like, so many clubs passed. You can make a, more loft than the 9-iron. It's, from it's 48 to 66 or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, and it's pretty ridiculous, but yes. yeah. Well, I did get my 54-degree sandwich, so okay. that's what we've been using at the, at the Arroyo Seco. Is it a Callaway? And my pitching or? wedge, and uh, Lucas what? has been hitting yeah. a 9-iron a lot. I'm on pitching wedge last time we went at least. I was only using that. Well, the big news is we're getting lessons. That is the big news. What is your expectations for Friday's first lessons? For for me, my first... Okay, well, I'm listening to a lot of the things you guys are talking about. It's <laughs> over my head. I don't... All these numbers, all these clubs... It takes what, experience. Yeah, of course it takes experience, but I'm going to... Uh, if I, I mean, I will put the effort towards actually looking at a bag of clubs and going like, yeah, I know what that is. But for this Friday, just really just the basic, the absolute fundamentals of this, like, you know, do like I'm trying to get a repetitive swing going, one that it feels the same way every time I do it, which is not what I have at all. Um, <laughs> it's really not what I have. It's, uh, 
you know, every time we go out, it's a little bit. I, I realized something, and oh, that's, this is it. Because I really I have it this time. No, because then two holes down the line, I just forgot what I did, and I'm on to some other completely different thing. But hopefully, I'm, I want to get that repetition down and just. Well, we played the Arroyo Seco, which for our listeners is a pitch and putt in South Pasadena with a hole no longer than 124, 125. But generally speaking, I consider it a pretty tough pitch and putt. Elevated greens, small greens, a rift rough, and a little creek down the down the center of it. With comes into play with a good number of holes. Absolute magnet for all my balls, apparently. That little creek that's no yeah, more. Yeah, well, I, I started playing <laughs> golf there at USC. My dad played there. It's been open since 58, 59. So it's old, big trees, very lush kind of environment. Um, an interesting range. We do hit off mats there. Um, most par threes you don't, but this one you do. And you have lights because this is a very small golf course. But so does Westchester and some other rather large. Is this your course, Timmy, the one you played? Did it have lights on it? I don't think this one did, but I a lot of the executive courses that uh, I have played at do from Newport Beach, Westchester. Uh, I think Arcadia might have had the lights. So, yeah, I just want to say I hope some point in my life I will be able to watch Tony Finau win a PGA Tour golf tournament. I know he's, he's won one a few years ago, but. Oh Wasn't that gosh. Las Vegas or something where he lives? It was. Uh, he lives in Utah, but okay. Um, I think he won in like Puerto Rico or something. But um, <laughs> so one of those. But he finishes so close. He's always top five. He's like second, third, um, last in twenty twenty uh, waste management. He lost in a playoff to. I believe it was Ian Poulter, mm-hmm. and he had a putt to win on the 18th green. Um, and it's not the thing; is, it's not like he chokes. No, he plays yeah. well on Sundays. He didn't shoot and, a 64 or 65 or something right. like that on Sunday. He plays to get really in. well on Sundays, but just falls a stroke or two short of. It's just so. That's golf. It's a stroke yeah. or two, and yeah. That's one of the more aggravating things is reviewing your scorecard at the end and say, you know, yeah. I duffed it here. And I got a double yeah. bogey. There's one, two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, you can go infinitely. Yeah. How many strokes you could have plucked off. Luke knows about that with the short game. And you had mentioned it too. Well, I had said Arroyo Seco is the only, uh, like one of the only courses I've played in the past forever. But you had also mentioned um, the greens there are not easy. No. They're really not easy. They're not flat. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, make it seem like it's super hard or anything like that, but no, and it's, I mean, especially, I just, you know, pitching wedge, I screw that up more often than not, and um, And from the executive and part three courses that I've played, a lot of the times they have small greens and, um, around the greens well the greens are difficult and they're small but also if you're around the greens a lot of the times you're not getting good lies whether it be the grass is not cut thin or maybe the ball sitting down in some sort of uh, rough did you want to talk about Hawthorne and Tiger's crash no 
I, I would. I would. I'll talk about it too. Yeah. I think it's really crazy how really the eyes of the golf world have turned to the Palos Verdes Peninsula, the Hawthorne um, Boulevard specifically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know, it's we were. I think it's he, Tiger's very lucky that he was in such a safe car, brand new Genesis, uh, with great safety features. Because boy, oh boy, that could have been terrible. It could have been could terrible, have been... especially if the car coming up the other way, how he crossed yeah. the other side of the road. Um, if it was any later in the day. That I think that would have been highly likely. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think there were any brake marks from what I've been told. There's nothing on the floor, too. I looked, looked for it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't really know what happened there. But as longtime residents know, and I probably do Hawthorne Boulevard Boy on the weekend with uh, the paper seven, eight times a day, <laughs> if, not, if not more. Uh, most people go 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. Speed limit down there is 45. Most people go 55. It gets real dicey around 60. And a whole lot of people look, like to go around 60 miles an hour down Hawthorne Boulevard, basically to the race to the red stop sign at the bottom of the, of the road there. Um, if, it, if he was traveling the speed limit, I don't think there'd be an accident. Do you think I'm right about that? 45 miles an hour? I think you're right, but with the way it happened and knowing Hawthorne Boulevard, I think there was possibly some at least operator error. I will say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I don't, you know, but I, it, it's kind of confused me because he's known to have been up in this area before. I know, I personally know people who have seen him at golf courses at Trump National and Rolling Hills. That's new to me, but I would assume that he's fairly familiar with the hill and probably has driven up that. Yeah. at least once or twice yeah um, so my my hmm. question is did he like at the top of the hill was he going the speed limit because if you're going 45 at the like the very top of the hill and I, i'm not a driver but i'm just guessing you're gonna pick up speed so if he was going if if he wasn't that familiar with the road and he was going 45 at the very top of the hill did he just pick up too much speed uh and I guess you guys can help me out, out with that. Where oh, yeah, he he's not paying attention. Going. That's that's why all the signs are up there. Uh, trucks use lower gear, low speed. And while you have the um, the oh, the rescue lane, we call it, of gravel on the right-hand side. Um, and Lucas has been telling me, and I've been hearing, you know, people are mistaking that for a right-hand turn. After Tiger crashed, it happened again. It was a young kid in a brand-new car. It's all brand-new cars. To me, it just is not possible. There's that many cars losing their brakes. It's people, young people who aren't paying attention, mistake it for a right lane. And like you said to me, if you if you start at 45 going down that, you pick up speed just so quick. And 60, if you don't touch your brake, you're going over 60 miles an hour in a few seconds, no matter what. And you know it does flatten out a little bit. You'll lose a little bit, and then it gets even steeper. On a turn, <laughs> on a curve. exactly on a turn too, exactly. And that's where it happened. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was a combination. Of I'm more worried about being down at the bottom of these, at the bottom of Silver Spur or the bottom of Hawthorne and having a car going 60 miles an hour hitting me from behind. Because once we get rid of our COVID restrictions and Hawthorne starts operating as it always has, 
uh, that line of cars that are stopped at, P- at the drive gets longer and longer, and you get on that, that pile of cars really fast if you're going over 45. Um, a little history on the road, you know, that's one of the newer roads on the hill. Uh, Rolling Hills High School was open before Hawthorne was finished. So when you're going to school the first year of Rolling Hills High, uh, Hawthorne stopped at Silver Spur, and there was not a light there. It was a stop sign. Um, <laughs> so you'd make a left to Silver Spur or a right on Silver Spur and go down Crenshaw. Those were the two major avenues out of the hill. But you got to remember when the whole road was built in 65, 66, we had drum brakes and cars actually lost their brakes. You lose controls of cars in the 50s and 60s. You blew out a tire, you lost control of the car. So it was not that uncommon um, to lose your brakes on that type of downhill ride. And that's why that rescue lane is sort of over there. But the over, and we've had a lot of two that I'm aware of uh, on the other side of Hawthorne going down towards Los Verdes um, where speeding speed was the main factor losing control and it's just, it's a it's a scary road you notice when people aren't from the hill when they're not going 60 55 60 miles an hour it's yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I hope your brakes are working because uh, <laughs> there's no free ride on the hill you're going to come to a stop sign or a light and they had quickly they said they wanted to. Um, I I personally saw surveyors down there the other day that um, they had said they wanted to do something or possibly do something about maybe adding another stop sign or something on Hawthorne. Yeah, I know. I think it was Janice Hahn said she wants the um, she wants the road to be looked at uh, and see what you can do. My question is: Is there anything like? I mean, I'm sure. Like, what could you do? Um, to make that safer besides for lowering the speed limit or something but not to lower the speed limit you have to put signage up there you big arrows slow down <laughs> okay i think the road it will become famous because of this tiger incident and i i don't think we'll foresee any lot of problems up there but it's the same issue with crenshaw going up and down as i once i told lots of stories about the crenshaw 500 that's a road you can really pick up some speed because it's wide and you have a center divider there and you can sort of slow you can see ahead of the drive in Crenshaw light the first light on the hill by the way that intersection <laughs> um, so you can do that Silver Spur you can't you you can't mess around with Silver Spur it's too inconsistent with its download grade and its curves again that's one of the original roads on the hill you've been listening to the Panorama <laughs> Podcast talk anymore about the second golf? cut Join us next week after we play another round of local golf and I have my first golf lesson. Music provided by George McKinto at Joyful Music and Arts. The Second Cut, a special series from the Panorama Podcast, is presented by Totally Cool Publishing and is not affiliated with any public or private school. That last paragraph was spot on. Last two. (laughs) Do the first three. Okay.